Welcome to the Scamp Life Podcast. This is Kurt. And I'm Chris. And today we have with us our very special podcast guest host, Kelly Cook. Hello. Kelly was on... Been a while since we've talked. One of our episodes, what, a month ago as a guest, and now you're here as a host. So that's cool. I just can't Uh, stay away. We can't get enough of you. (laughs) So thank you for doing this. Uh, Just for those who maybe haven't listened to that episode, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm the camp director at Pine Ridge Day Camp and Equestrian Center in Northern Alabama. Um, I I have about 10 years of youth development experience working at camps um, and as well as humane education at an animal shelter. Um, so yeah, I just really enjoy camp. I primarily work in residential camps. So being at a day camp is a nice little change. When you add that equestrian center at the end, it sounds so hoity-toity, doesn't it? <laughs> Fancy. From a pine day. Equestrian. Yeah. Equestrian center. Horse camp. <laughs> no, you gotta say, you gotta be like, you gotta be like yeah, we're, we're upscale. Um, well, today, what, what what's our topic for today, Chris? Who knows? It is stole. This is my favorite topic because this is what I do on and just all the time. It's stolen ideas and stealing stuff from other camps. So not actually stealing ideas. I may or may not have right. actually stolen stuff from other camps too, but this is just stealing ideas. This is being recorded, Chris. I know, I know. They know. They're the camps I've been to. They know. <laughs> I get a call. Hey, can you bring that back? All right. So. <laughs> Someday yeah, it'll is, happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> that horse that you took from the equestrian center. <laughs> She'll never know. Oh, that was you, Chris? That was me. That was... <laughs> I, I am not a horse person, so you, I can guarantee that is not me. <laughs> so, yes, this is definitely your kind of topic, mm-hmm. Chris. I mean, you have a whole series of books I do. that are actually called Steal This, mm-hmm. Ideas for This and That. I am guessing you're going to have some... I have a lot. A, a lot of ideas. But here's the thing. If we want to get through these ideas, we need to not focus on one idea because mm. i know that we like we'll go on this tangent you know for that ain't gonna happen 10 minutes <laughs> on one idea <laughs> thank you for joining us we'll for- just grow the idea yeah. and grow the idea and grow the idea <laughs> thank you for joining us for part one of 45 of stolen ideas <laughs> <All right. laughs> so kelly as our uh, guest host i want to start with you all right um, interviewing and hiring. So kind of questions you've mm, stolen from other places. One. Um, so one, I was, well, actually both the questions I have that I, I, you know, put down as examples today are, are ones I've been asked in interviews and I've just kind of decided to take it. So, um, one is what is the legacy you want to leave, Ooh. um, at the camp? So I like to use that a lot for full-time staff, especially, but also leadership staff. Mm -hmm. Um, I will use it occasionally with, with general counselors, but for, I really like to use it for lead staff because they have a really big chance to leave a a bigger mark um, on camp. Um, But also the fun question that I've stolen that really perplexes a lot of people is if you could play Monopoly with any four people dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oh. And I really like that question because 
camp is kind of like a game of monopoly as it keeps going and going and going until you flip um, the board and throw some stuff <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like it, it shows like what team dynamic people might work with especially if you know like if they use um you know celebrities or or well-known people athletes things like that kind of their personality and what who they work best with but at the same time like monopoly is a long game mm-hmm. camp can be a long summer so who are you, who's going to get you through it but also when they use people like family members it shows like they're really close-knit you know they like that family feel and the support so um i get a lot out of the question actually that's cool. a good one a good one i uh run round tables these email well i used to uh, these email roundtables. I haven't for a couple of months. It's like uh, you've been, been so busy, busy or something, <laughs> right? <laughs> but what normally uh, I will run these email roundtables. And one of them was on staff hiring and interviewing and got all these great questions. And uh, actually, mm-hmm. I think the it's on Patchwork now for a few bucks, but all these interview questions that are really good that I got from all these camp professionals. What, so what round table number is it? I have it. Oh yeah. I probably have it too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but those are two I need to add. Yeah, so those are good. great questions. All right, Chris, what do you got? So mine today, I tried to pick ones that are either recent steals or ones that aren't currently in my books. So if you have all my books, none of this should be repeats because I don't think any of the stuff is in any of my books. So one, I know I'm so nice. (laughs) I just steal stuff all the time. So it doesn't matter. Uh, One of the ones I just saw at a camp, um, it's IRBC, Iowa Regular Baptist Camp up in Iowa. They had a game and I think they called it Pocket Soccer. And it is essentially four square and soccer combined. So you have your little four square court with the the four little squares, um, but they had walls built up, the four walls. And then at each corner, there was a goal that you could try and get the soccer ball in. And you play it just like four square. The king, whoever has been in there the longest, you know, starts by kicking the ball. And then instead of like four square, where if you miss the ball, you're out. This one, if it goes in your, goes in your goal, you're out. So, you know, and the, everyone scoots around and somebody comes in that fourth place and you just keep working around just like four square would be, but it's soccer. And so it was a pretty easy, we just built it a pretty quick build here at camp and I'm ready to try it out with some campers sometime. Nice. Is it a bigger, bigger square that they use or is it the same size for? Well, I don't know what the official size of four square is, but <laughs> the camp good news size of four square is ginormous. And so this is a pretty big square. I would say, I mean, it's probably a good each, each little square is probably a five by five square. And so, I mean, you're looking at least a 10 by 10. It's pretty fun. Quick game. I, I liked how, cause like four square and stuff or nine square. It's very quick. You're in and out kids like that nice so when we had this topic i was thinking i don't really go to other camps and and steal things but i get ideas from other camps through trainings going to trainings or the round tables or on facebook you know the summer camp pros group and that type of thing so i'm going to go with some of that stuff and uh, the first is really easy songs camp songs Mm -hmm. Because they, there are so many camp songs that I don't know, but there are so many other songs, especially West Coast versus East Coast. You know, it's like, it's different songs or it's the same song, but sung totally different. And, uh, but the last one I can remember, I remember this girl 
coming to our camp who also went to another camp, a camper, and she brought the penguin song. And I had never heard the penguin song and I thought it was awesome. She, she's like, can I get up and lead a song? Sure. She does a penguin song. I'm like, that's going to be in the regular rotation from now on. Is it the whole penguins unite? Right foot yes, or left foot. Yes. Okay. Saw that on TikTok. I hadn't heard that one, but oh, you hadn't even heard it until you saw Mm-mm. it on TikTok. Yeah, never yeah. heard it before. It's a good one, but yeah. I think songs. I first learned that as at like Girl Scout camp as a camper, like way back. And then yeah, periodically like it'll disappear, and then I'll go to a camp and I'll come back and. <laughs> right. Voila. That's cool. <laughs> All right, Kelly. I like to steal ideas from staff when they come in for the summer. Mm -hmm. Um, So one way that one thing I've stolen from staff that I kind of kept was we did used to do signups for like choice programs. We called them camptivities. The way we originally had it done was counselors would explain the activity. Kids would then just kind of chaos, go everywhere, run everywhere, try to sign up all these different things. Mm -hmm. Um, But a friend of mine brought in from his camp a different way to do it. So instead we had like table tents at each, at each table and each kid had an index card with one through six or one through four and counselors sat at each of the table tents. And so the kid would then walk and we did it by groups as opposed to mass chaos. And so they would go up and we'd write them on the index card. So this way we're shuffling through index cards instead of full sheets of paper. And they were already in their order of one through six as their top activities. And then you sat around and you just passed the index cards around and wrote, wrote them on paper. And it was so much easier than this mass chaos of trying to fill a roster with kids running around because that's how originally it was done. Once the roster was filled, it was filled. Was this at a Y camp? Yeah. That's kind of the same thing. When I worked for a Y camp, uh, that was, they did the exact same thing and it was chaos. All right, my next one I have, I stole this from Twin Lakes Camp in Indiana and it's maple tapping. And so this is something they do. It's usually in March, early weeks in March. And so a lot, not a lot of retreats going on at your camp during this season. So this worked well for us too. It kind of added a retreat, um, but you can have kids come out. They can do the whole, you know, drill the hole in the tree, set up the tap. Obviously they're not going to stay there for the four weeks and, and do all of that, but the learning process of getting the maple tapping. And so we started that this last summer and it really helped that actually really helped us that COVID happened because we were all kind of just sitting at home here at camp doing nothing. And so we, we tapped a lot of our trees and it was super cool. And we will be doing that again this year. Um, and hopefully getting a chance to have kids out here this year to be a part of it. I don't that's not a big thing in Florida. Yeah, probably think. not so much. Not in Alabama either, yeah. but it is in <laughs> it is in New York. I, I do know of a camp who does who does tap trees up there. It is so. um it is the best syrup ever. I will tell you that. Yes. Like people say that, <laughs> but it is honestly the best syrup ever. All right, my turn. Your turn. My next one would be, and this is a uh, something I used for years was the bead reward system. Mm-hmm. And it's something I got from a conference. You give the campers and staff these lanyards, and then you award them beads for different things. Staff have theirs, campers have theirs, and they collect beads throughout the week. And if they come multiple weeks, then multiple weeks. And we made sure that every kid got a bead every day, at least one, and no more than three. And I, when I say one, I, it's one bead, but 
they're on both sides. So it's like, oh, you got a bead for mm -hmm. fishing. You caught a fish. So you actually get two beads because one goes on either side of your tree cookie name. Oh, yeah. So it looks. And uh, and so, yeah, that they they loved it. It was hugely popular, but also a lot of work to make sure each counselor awarded each mm -hmm. camper of theirs mm -hmm. and then each activity director would award their own beads. And so, uh, but it was, yeah, it was great. Did they award them? It works great. For Go ahead, oh, Chris. I said, did they award them on the spot or was it to no. have a ceremony? No. In fact, some of the, some of the staff would be a little lazy about it when I first implemented this. So then I had to say, okay, you need to turn in this sheet of paper every day. Okay. And it had each of their campers names and they wrote, oh, they get the speed, they get the speed. And then the next morning, it wasn't a ceremony that would take way too long, but the next morning there were. Uh, three or four staff members with the bead boxes and cabins would line up and each kid, well, okay, what's your name? Oh, you get this. Congratulations. Hmm, that's cool. And really the, the kids were like, show it around. And then when you say, Oh, what's that bead for? I don't know, but I have it. I've got the red one. I've got the blue one. I've got the sparkly one. Uh, and then at the end of the week, we would give parents a, cause that's when they could take them home no. is at the end of the week. But parents would get a list of what each bead represented so then they could talk about it. And... That's cool. I like that. That's cool. They work really great too for YMCA camps, like the colors to the core values. And then mm -hmm. you can use all your other colors for like other things. Um, but for red, yellow, green, and blue to match the core values. Cause then if you see a kid exemplifying that core value, you can assign it to those colors. That's a great idea. Right. Right. Yeah, totally. So I, take this one with me any camp I go to. And so I took this one from Frost Valley just because as a staff member there, as a general counselor, I, it was great. And then when I became a director, it was even more beneficial. And now I realized why the directors were so adamant on us getting them in every morning. Um, but it's a daily report. And this daily report is just a piece of paper. It at the top, you list all your kids' names. They can rate their day one to five. Anything below a three, the counselor has to ask the kid why. Um, usually halfway through the summer, halfway through the week, kids end up giving you like pie and like <laughs> random numbers out of everywhere because they're having fun. Um, but then also on it, it has health center visits so that I can follow up them with incident reports if I don't have them, if I need them. Camper accomplishments. Counselor issues is also one that counselors can write on the back, which is great for if you have like co-counselor issues and one co doesn't want to necessarily know how to address it or doesn't want to bring it up directly. And they kind of want advice first, but yeah, so I would, they'd have to do them at breakfast each morning for the day before. And then I would collect them. I'd read through them. I'd highlight things that I needed to follow up on throughout that day. And so I utilize them that way to know you know, what's going on in the cabins or what's going on throughout the day, um, double check incident reports. But also when I had that parent call and be like, Hey, I'm mm -hmm. worried about little Jimmy. Is he okay? You know, I could go through their, their daily reports and be like, yeah, Jimmy's rated, you know, we do this daily report thing and, you know, we have them rate their day each day and he's been rating it fives all week. And then any camper accomplishments, you know, I can go through and find where his name was listed and say, yeah, you know, guess what he did already this week. And um, so it's a great tool like that. all around. So I take it with me everywhere I go. So is this during breakfast, each of the campers mm -hmm. would write out and it's just like a, a, a couple of questions or just a one rating? Yeah, so, so 
counselors would fill it out. So it's only one sheet of paper. It's not one page for each kid. Okay. Um, so it's like per cabin group or um, like I'll use it here in a day camp probably. And I'll do it like either at the end of the day or beginning of the day, the next day um, during what we do is like council circle here. Um, so like when kids are getting announcements, counselors can kind of go through things. Um, so I'll probably still use it in a day camp setting as well, but it's just a, it's just a number and there is a line for why, but that's only for if they rate below a three. Um, so that then counselors have to ask why it was so, and usually it's like things like homesickness or they didn't get, I don't know, they didn't get a chance to get a dessert or they, you know, just little things. Um, I've never really had any major, major things unless things like the early stages of bullying are starting to appear. Um, but we usually catch that in like camper issues pretty quickly. Cool. I like that. All right. My next one, we actually talked about, I had to look it up to see way back in February when the skies were sunny and we were hoping for great things for summer 2020. And this was a plan back in our spending, I think, of $500 to $1,500 that episode. Um, but this is uh, stole from Dixon Valley Camp here in Illinois. And it is a ninja course. And essentially an obstacle course kind of that they have. But they, they kind of tied it in with the whole ninja and American Ninja Warrior and things like that. But all these different things that you do. And so you can start off with uh, like the little hand hold on zip line thing you kind of see on playground. They had like a, a short little climbing wall, you know, like four foot climbing wall you had to climb over and walk the balance beam. Um, swing on the rope kind of thing over the lava pit or whatever. My favorite they had were these very large, I, I probably about four by eight sheets um, that were, that looked like Swiss cheese. And then they were every other way. So one would be horizontal and the other one would be, you know, vertical and stuff. And you had to climb through those. And so that was kind of not through them, but around them. And so you, you stuck your hands in and climbed around. And that was really cool. Um, loved it. I mean, I was so excited. I even found here at our Menards, we have, and it's through slackers. They have a ninja timer. And it's a whole little timer and it's made for outdoors that you can, you know, you hit the start button, you do the course and then you hit it to end it. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. And we, I mean, we sectioned off our trees here. We mapped it out. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we need to raise and all that stuff. And then COVID hit and nothing happened. <laughs> so it's, it's going to happen here eventually because I pretty much have the plan and I have the timer. Um, but You have to, yeah. you have the timer, you have to do it. <laughs> so, but my, it, and it's very, the thing I liked about it is kids could do it whenever. It didn't have to be counselor led. You know, the kids can hit the timer, they can do the course, run it safely and see kind of their own time and then they could brag about it later. I think the Ninja Timer even keeps the current high score, whatever that is. I wouldn't trust it because I'm sure kids would just, oh, I got it in two seconds, you know, but whatever. <laughs> and so but I'm like, that was, I saw that Dixon Valley. I'm like, I want that. And hopefully we'll have that one day. Nice. All right. <laughs> so my next one came from Philip Drake at Mount Lusan Bible Camp. And his was on trading cards. So staff trading cards, take pictures of the staff. You put them on these, uh, basically on trading cards, like your baseball or your, you know, your sports cards. You have them to show us there, Chris. <laughs> I, we did this. So we did horse trading cards at the camp I was at. Yep. 
Um, but we also the the staff got to be involved. Look at this picture. Good night. Well, I'll tell you what about. <laughs> oh, no, that's an old one. My equestrian director has brought some of those mm -hmm. down with her too, um, for for an example, because we'll probably do those as well for it's our cool. horses. Kids love them. It's yeah. awesome. It's great. Yeah. So we we're gonna uh, potentially sell them in our camps yep, too. That's what. So that's what we did. And being that this, I, I did this at a day camp. We didn't have like a camp store. We didn't have any other uh, ways to bring in money. And I was trying to figure out a way to raise money for camp or, or for staff parties mm -hmm. and for the end of the season staff party. And I saw this, the trading cards, made a template and started putting all the staff on there. We took pictures each week. They would uh, get, we had all these different costumes and stuff. And so depending on the theme, it's like, okay, it's pirate theme. So they would all put pirate stuff on and then I take picture of each of them. Okay, let's change for uh, 4th of July week. And so they put stuff on and I take pictures. So each week had a different theme and then we would sell these uh, as a pack to the so parents. You printed them at your place. We print them. Yeah. Oh. Like in, in house, we just use uh, cardstock. Okay. And for five bucks a pack, which I was like, I don't know, man, they sold like hotcakes. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I had definitely enough money for the staff parties that I wanted to do. And especially when I told parents, I'd, I'd send out an email on Thursday saying, hey, these are going to be available. And I would, you know, we would talk to the kids about it during the week. And all the money goes towards staff, you know, recognition. And parents really liked the idea of that. And so they're like, yeah, I'll buy, I'll buy two packs. Why not? I'm like, cool. That's a cool idea. Do you, Kelly, do you know, do you get yours printed anywhere? Um, we'll probably have to get them printed because um, our office printer only prints in black and white. So we, we haven't done them yet, or at least here, we haven't done them at, at uh, Pine Ridge. Um, but my equestrian director came down from Manitoulin and she, I believe she printed them in house um, and then just like laminated them. But uh, yeah, so we will be doing that. We also just got in like four new horses. So we know that the kids mm -hmm. will eat them up regardless, just because there's also new horses at camp. And so, um, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to, to implementing some new things like that. We um, thought about laminating them, but that, it, it is so much work just to yep. cut them. Mm -hmm. So you have these sheets and even if you get them made somewhere else, you know, they come back and, and I guess you could have them cut them, but yeah, we were, we, we had somebody just like cutting each one and then we got little plastic sleeves yep. that would fit the whole mm -hmm. pack and put them in and give them out. Then we got a little lazy and we're like, Hey, for $4, you can get the sheet uncut. And a lot of kids were like, yeah, I want to get the sheet uncut. Wow. And uh, so we're like, whew, that saves us so much time. We go. <laughs> and then they would just kind of hang it up at, at home or something. Um, so like, okay, cool. We'd also probably print them ahead of time with camp because yep. we weren't, we, I don't know if we do like theme things like you did, uh, right. Kurt, yeah. but for the horses, we'd probably just get them done ahead of time. All right, Kelly. It's my turn. Okay. Um, so this is one, again, my equestrian director um, brought with her we haven't done it yet because she just started a few weeks ago or a few months ago um and so she came down from manitoulin up in michigan so they did s'mores and store 
So every kid wants s'mores, mm -hmm. but they don't take very long to do. Mm -hmm. And every kid has to go to the store. So combining them into one activity period or one time block so that you, you can do either two groups at a time or half the group, depending on how big it is. But so half is making s'mores while the other half is in the store. And then you flip flop and hopefully that takes up the, the full time um, in the store. Then you don't have too many kids in the store or too many kids around a campfire. Um, but I really like that idea. So we'll be doing that this summer. Yeah. Cool. I, Chris, you've got to tell her your variation on s'mores oh, that you stole. Yeah. We stole this. We have a special needs group that comes to our camp and this is what they did. It's so much better. They use the, uh, I can't remember what they're called. It's the fudge stripe cookies. I think. Yeah. Fudge stripe Ooh, cookies. And, and then, so you don't have the graham cracker and chocolate and marshmallows. So they roast the marshmallow and you hand them two cookies, squeeze it together and they're good to go. So yeah. much faster. We do that with our kids now. Cause even uh, before when the staff are passing everything out, you know, they've eaten half the chocolate before the kids have gotten <laughs> Yes. I, I'm guilty of that yeah. as a counselor. I totally did that. Graham crackers are all broken in weird shapes. And yeah, this is so much easier. So we just I like that. Way yeah. And now they have during the summer, I don't know if they do it all the time, but they have the strawberry white chocolate fudge stripes. And so it just adds a whole new dimension to it as well. <laughs> have you made s'mores with Reese's mm -hmm. and various other candies before? Yeah, those are good. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, is it me? Am I up? Yep. My next one I stole from IRBC as well. We were just there for a family camp this last year because we didn't have camps. So we got to go experience camp and they do tie dye like none other, like pretty much everyone in the camp tie dyes and they had the whole tie dye thing. But what I love the most about it, and I thought was so cool. So they had the white shirts, but they imprinted whatever their logo was, but also in white. And so when you tie dyed on it, and you wash it all off, that logo was there. You didn't really see very well before. I thought that is such a great idea. You're not just tie-dyeing a random shirt or you're staining, but that the logo, you know, because it all just washed off with the, whatever that's called, screen printing. I'm like, that is so cool. So the white on white and then you tie-dye, it was awesome. Yeah, it works really well. Mm -hmm. I, that's another one that I just bring to every camp with me as yeah. well. It, it, it's great. Okay. I, I, it, I remember... We did it one time at camp and it was such a mess. Yeah, I'll never tie dye probably ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, but the end result is always so cool mm -hmm. and, and everybody loves it and everything else. It's just lining up all the kids and dipping it and putting okay, twist it, rubber band. Let me see it. I'll I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they had a whole everyone got like, I mean, it was a I, it was a, a whatever uh, assembly line. They had it worked well. And you walked in and they handed you a paper that had what the designs would look like and how to like the step-by-step. -step. And so then you get your shirt and you, you know, you start wrinkling and folding it and rubber banding it. And then you go out to the station and it was a huge like old bed spring. And so you stuck all your stuff on there. And so, and then they had towels and stuff below. So then all that tie dye would kind of drip down and not get oh, everywhere wow. and not, not get on your shirt and stuff. And it was really, I mean, it was well done. They also had a fire hose that they connected to their hydrant and they had this rack made up and they just hang all these shirts on the rack and just fire hose them all down. I mean, it was, cause it's like 500 shirts at a time they're doing. It was ridiculous, but. I like the up. menu idea. Like, mm -hmm. can I see your menu please? Yep. And then you open it and it's like, oh, here's all yep. the different designs. I, and they, I, they've done it for years. So they had it worked out because what you buy ahead yeah. of time. And so they print out the labels too ahead of time. And so you walk in, you say your name, here's your label, here's your menu, here's your shirt, stick it on, you know, and you just keep walking. And so, and then they bring you your shirts the next day. It was really cool. But 
That's I, cool. There's no way I have zero desire to do that. I just thought it was a great idea that I might steal for like one at a time, like you can do in the camp store or in the craft room, but I'm not doing a whole camp at a time. I don't know you had your selfie stations. Maybe this is the next thing. They go Ooh. to each station to make their tie dye. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> <No>? maybe. <laughs> maybe. All right. Now I got to write it down. That's it. not a bad idea for the off season. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, Kurt. <laughs> Just keep them moving. Just keep them moving. That's what we're looking for, right? Yep. All right. So my next one is games. I mean, we, we take games from different places, whether they be other camps, conferences, what have you. And two that I can remember that I know I got from other people was duck, duck, or uh, drip, drip, drop, not duck, duck, goose, uh, drip, drip, drop. And I was like, Summer, this is brilliant. Mm-hmm. You, the kid goes around, does a little drip on every of the other camper sitting down and then just dumps the cup on who they want and then runs. And I was like, I love that. And the other one was pow. And I think that Chris, you pay this a little differently, but yeah. Or bang. Right. So the person in the middle points at somebody, they duck and the two people on either end of them for our version would turn and go pow. And whoever does it first is, is the winner. And the other person is out. They sit down, but the kids love that game. At first I was like, eh, but the kids are like, let's play pow. Let's Mm -hmm. play pow. So, yep. That's fine. Cool. All right, let's go one more each. Okay. Um, Counselor retention ideas. So um, I don't know where we took this from originally, but we started it at the last Y camp I worked at. um, And it was, so staff, I don't remember what we gave them for their first year, but if they came back and worked three years with us, they got a silver um, paddle pin and then five years was gold. Um, and we recognized them at staff awards, you know, at the end of the summer in front of everyone. Yeah. It, it was just kind of, we started at the first year. And even after that first year, those staff who were there at year two or year four were like, Oh, this is awesome. Like I want to, I want to, I'll come back next year just so that I can get that, that level. And we had started, like it took off real fast. Um, and real quick, it wasn't something that we had to like really work towards. I just, bought a bunch of gold and silver paddle pins and uh, I just printed out on cardstock, you know, thanks for three years or, you know, right. and things like that. And so awarded them during staff awards. Awesome. All right. You said I can do my last 11, right? that's what you said. I can do 11 more. <laughs> yep. Take that one away and there you got one. <laughs> All right. So my last one. I know you have a huge list. I always do. I'll just have to come up with a whole new book, I guess, sometime soon. Um, so this one is, I, I stole this from uh, IRBC again. We were there for that family camp and salt there. But I started researching online and this is a big thing. I found it on downloadyouthministry.com and they do it a little bit different. It's called the impossible shot. The way IRBC did it, they had one of those little tiny basketball hoops and they would go out into the audience like during a chapel time or a big event time and they just chuck Nerf balls out in the audience and whoever caught them got to go up to a line and you try and made... It, an impossible shot. I mean, it was like a three-pointer with a Nerf basketball and this tiny little Nerf hoop. So it really was hard. But if you won, you got something big in the canteen or camp store or something like that. And when I started researching, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Well, they make, some guy makes uh, for archery. They use the Nerf archery thing. And then this big target with a hole in the middle and it says impossible shot and everything. And it hangs on the wall. And if you shoot and you get through the target, 
I, I, I can't remember what they've said. Like you go, they walk across the street, went to Starbucks, or if you hit the target, you got something in the canteen or something like that. And I'm like, that is a really cool idea to just offer. So like camp, I, in my mind, I was going to have counselors pick a kid each day, you know, that exemplified something that day that we were kind of working on. And then that kid would get to come up for the impossible shot from each cabin every evening or something like that and, and get a chance to do that and win something in the camp store or the canteen. All right. My last one. I don't know if you saw Lindsay Sigler's uh, session for ScamCon 2, but she talked about putting together a folder, like a director folder. And this was based on her experience as a stage manager for like mm -hmm. plays and stuff. And do you, you remember that one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I'm also a theater undergrad major. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> I totally relate to it as well. But yeah, I did see that one. Yeah, so she had this, this folder and basically all the information of what you do as a director, like everything you do. And it was so, it was laid out so well. And basically if you didn't show up for that day, somebody could grab that binder and know exactly what to do in if the director didn't show up. Or if you quit, then that binder would go to the new director who was hired and they can take your place and be like, oh, okay, here's what the here's where director I does. From. Here's or yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I really like the idea of having that uh, because whenever you, as a director, you get sick or something, you're like, I can't miss a day because nobody knows what, really needs to happen this way it's just like okay well if i get hit by a car i don't have to worry because somebody will just grab the binder and be able to run camp i created something similar when i left uh the job i had in idaho um i did create a binder it was jokingly nicknamed my brain um but i did it in terms of like passing it to the next director because when i had right. come in i had nothing and so this way the next director had something and it had everything from like the calendar of a camp director to passwords to different things to mm -hmm. how i planned out the budget in excel before i put it into the software system and and just everything like that and then i also kept a digital copy but also made a digital copy so that they had all the digital versions of everything in case they wanted to edit or, or change it up without having to recreate pieces of paper from, from yep. scratch. Um, and I've, I've done it at a couple locations now, whenever I, I leave a job and I've been there for a good amount of time, I do create a binder for the next person. Just And, and you go into a new position, you're like, I wish they would have done yep. the same I thing. I know. So, <laughs> Someday. <yeah>. Someday. <laughs> yeah, I think there's, there's two binders. There's that binder and then there's the daily operations mm -hmm. binder. I like that idea though. So yeah. It's like a yeah. teacher so plan. I mean, almost uh, the plan book. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Well, those, a lot of great ideas. Oh, stolen. Um, so thank you. Yeah. I'm going to steal them from you now. That's right. And well, uh, I, I think, I all think the people that's who a, listen to this are going to steal them. A, a lot of, and, and I totally admire loyalty of people that grow up at a camp, staff at a camp, direct the camp, you know, and they're at the same camp their entire life, which is awesome. That's, that's really cool. But there's a lot of great ideas out there. So if you're at the same camp, visit other camps and get great ideas from them or talk with them or join round tables and things like that. And just to get these ideas, I know Kelly, you were talking about like all the different, Oh, I got this from this camp I worked at and this camp I worked at. And I'm same. I mean, I've worked at three different camps and just meshing all the great ideas and, or things like, Ooh, we did this at this camp and it was a bad idea. Let's make sure I don't repeat it at another camp. I think that's so important to just 
check out other places. I think it's important too to to read like utilize your staff mm-hmm. as well for their ideas, especially if you've hired staff that have camp backgrounds in other places. Like ask them to to come up with things. Yeah. So a lot of the ideas that I use today, like my staff have brought them to me. Yeah. It's not necessarily something I've found from somewhere myself. Like the staff have done it, and I'm always for. If, uh, you know, if staff comes to me with a good idea, like as long as it's safe and within budget, let's try it. So when I came on, yeah, my, your staff. my staff used to be scared to tell me they had to be gone because they were going to go camp at another camp or something. I'm like, no, go have fun. Everyone should go and have fun at camp. Like that camp is awesome. But steal stuff for me. Like what, yes. what, get some <laughs> cool ideas and bring them back here so we can do it and make our camp awesome. I know one director who did not want any staff to leave and told them, I will not give you a good reference if you leave my mm-hmm. camp and go to work in another yeah, camp. That's How horrible is that? Yeah. yeah. And, and so the other thing also become an ACA uh, visitor Yes, and you get to go to other camps yep. and really kind of see behind the scenes uh, and conferences and trainings yep. because a lot of, especially in the camp industry conferences, this, most of the speakers are camp directors <laughs> and they're bringing their ideas from their camp to share with you. And so you get a lot of great ideas from that too. Yeah. Or start a podcast and have just people get come people on. on. Still <laughs> just listen to ours. Dude. Gotten so many good We've things. got <laughs> almost a hundred episodes yeah. or no, we have 99. Yeah. Today's 99. Nine, 99. That's our, Woo-hoo. our next episode. Kurt is our 100th. It's hard to believe we've been together nah. for a hundred years already, but yeah, our hundredth episode. <laughs> and... I don't share that with anyone. <laughs> crazy i'm like I, I barely know that guy whatever you don't people like i did a podcast with chris Callow. you know him everyone knows him <laughs> <laughs> all right well now you gave away what next week is all well, about I was trying to segue into it earlier but we just kept going on i mean if i knew we were gonna keep talking about stolen ideas i got 10 more years <laughs> oh, we're done we're done we're done <laughs> So thank you, Kelly, for being on as a guest host. Love having you on for uh, the second time on our podcast. And hopefully you'll be back. I'm I'm happy to come back anytime you want me on here. (laughs) Nice. If somebody wants to reach out to you because you have all these great ideas, uh, what's the best way to do that? Email is probably best. um, Kelly, K-E-L-I-E dot cook at Pine Ridge Day Camp or yes, pineridgedaycamp.org. <laughs> awesome. There's no equestrian center in there. I had to think about that one for a second. <laughs> a long email. Right. It would have been a very long email. Camp, equestrian center and conference location. <laughs> in Alabama. <laughs> dot com. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Well, Kelly, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Got a lot of great ideas. I'm going to be stealing. Take them. Take them. <laughs> <laughs> you will. I, 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 that's true. But awesome. Well, from around the campfire, this has been Kurt and Chris and Kelly this week. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>